Welcome to the 10th season of Delving Into Dance. In this season, the Australian Youth Dance Festival Youth Ambassadors take over the interviews to explore youth dance practice, taking place both in Australia and further afield. You will hear interviews from Dan Riley McKinley, Anna Kenrick, Adam Rutherford, Adam Wheeler, Apana Nigish, and Katie McCarthy. Each interview stretches a different aspect of youth dance practice, presented against the backdrop of the Australian Youth Dance Festival, taking place in Melbourne in July. The season has been produced in partnership between Oz Dance Victoria and Delving Into Dance, with the aim of expanding the conversation of youth dance practice, recognising the central role that youth dance has in healthy dance ecology. This interview is with Katie McCarthy and I am Poroshka Voile. The highlights for me in this interview are Katie's expansive dedication to choreographic practice and voice and for providing a platform for independent and emerging artists to explore and to play and to have an opportunity to have time to explore their choreographic voice. I started by asking, where did dance begin for you? Um, well, I started dancing like most young people. Um, when I was four, I went, my parents put me into ballet school. Um, and I trained in Canberra at Kim Harvey School of Dance um, up until I was 18. So did all the ballet exams and jazz and um, it was in the 80s and early 90s, so a long time ago. Um, and then when I was 17, I um, was accepted into WAPA. And I think that's when I realised what dance could be for me um, and learning about choreographic practice and... Uh, contemporary dance and learning from a whole range of different people about the different ways dance can be used and and how dance portrays messages and uh, information and so I think the journey obviously started when I was young with um, you know technique and dancing in that way but then when I was at WAPA I think the whole world opened um, for me. So that was back in 94 when I first, um, my first year at WAPA. Um, so that's what my journey was. Back when I was dancing, there wasn't the youth dance practice that there is now. And so that's why I'm just so excited about youth dance, um, and have been for a very long time because I just wish that that had been available to me when I was younger. And I can see the importance and the um, the need for that sort of training or training, the need for that sort of um, choreographic uh, approach and that need for a youth voice would have really suited me as a young dancer, I think. And so that's why I really pursue young people having a voice and choreographic ideas now. Amazing. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. And when you were at WAPA, was there a particular... You, you do, as you just um, spoke about having a youth platform for you, that, that would have been a very beneficial kind of experience for you as a youth dancer. Was there any particular teachers that you had when you were a WAPA that were formative in providing this kind of youth platform for, for young dancers and people? 
Yeah, um, I think everyone that I was exposed to, um, Nanette Hassel, Ray Stolara, Sue Peacock, um, were really influential in that idea about what choreography was. I mean, I I knew about creating dancers, but I didn't have that same knowledge of creating dance that has a specific voice um, and creating based on tasking and improvisation that um, was new to me and is now so influential in my practice. And I think that my career after Whopper, obviously that grew and grew and grew in my understanding of dance practice and how much bigger it is than I thought when I was younger um, and what what it means. Um, pretty much everyone that I was influenced by and who I worked with in that forum allowed me to have a better understanding of what dance or dance practice or choreographic practice could be and the power that it has. Because, um, yeah, I guess the... Um, hello? Oh, oh, the background... Sorry, no, no, it's kind of went all crappy then. Is it better now? No, we're good, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're all good, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, I went to a fairly traditional dance school, just like a, a lot of young people do. Um, so that choreographic practice or tasking or improvisation um, wasn't really part of my youth and... You know, that's why I see that that has such a role to play for young people now Um, and that's why I really want as many young people to have that direction in dance um, before they hit the age that I was when I finally discovered it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I'm kind of experiencing now uh, as being in more of a tertiary, like being in tertiary education and having kind of what people categorise as like, oh, like um, recreational dance and then you kind of do the proper dancing. That's kind of the narrative that people have talked about as like the progression for me as dance. And one of Alice actually who is the... the um, the curator of the Australian News Dance Awards. Yeah, I know, Alice. One thing we kind of talk about a lot in class is not is a common thing that we're kind of taught is the, you know being a performer or, or, or being knowing dance in a particular way. And so I think one thing I'm really enjoying at the moment is this kind of unfolding of of new ways to interact with dance and the new and the unknownness of things. And so is. <clears throat> Sorry, I was trying to think of how to word this. Um, what do you think dance has the potential to do in terms of a choreographic platform and, and a choreographic mode? Because I think dance is quite unique in its transcendence and its communication. So I suppose, what? How do you how do you view that? I think. <laughs> Sorry, that was not a very um, clear question. No, I think that dance, unlike... Oh, no, that's not true. I think dance is such an amazing medium. It crosses culture, it crosses language, um, verbal language. Uh, Everyone has a body and everybody can move their body and everyone communicates with their body. And so if you take away the dance technique or take away that approach to dance... um, 
everyone dances, everyone moves, everyone communicates through their body. And regardless of, you know, your background or where you're from or your traditions or any of those dance has that power and that's what I love about dance it doesn't and that's a lifelong um journey for me that I love working with obviously young dancers and professional dancers but I love working in the community where you know you can use the body to communicate um so many different things and not only communicating ideas about society or about an internal truth or Um, And I think that unlike any other medium, that is just so incredible um, that our bodies, everyone has a body, every human has a body and um, those bodies tell stories. Mm. Did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And that's yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't even really know what I asked. I don't know. No, it, saying I, words and then you responded. <laughs> but I think that I mean the journey you were talking about at VCA um, for you of unfolding um, what dance is is I'm still doing. You know, you still do that, and that's what the beauty of um, choreography is, or the beauty of what we do is that. You know, here I am still in, you know, in my 40s now and I'm still learning and I'm still meeting people who approach things in different ways and so that opens up a whole new pathway of, of how to work or what I, what I want to research or develop. So it's lifelong, it doesn't stop and that's what's so amazing and magical about it that, you know, you, you'll go and, um, into a studio or into a, uh, you know, community and they'll teach you a whole range of different ways of looking at the body in space or um, and shows you a different way. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I'm sorry if I seem very quiet on this end. I was record- When I was recording last week, I was going, mm, mm, yes, and then I realised, oh, gosh, that's gone completely over your answer. So I'm nodding along oh, That's fine. what you're saying. So I can't see you. a bit like silent because I'm I'm remembering this is an interview and not like a conversation so it's what you're saying is so exciting and inspiring and one as you said I became becoming very when I first started doing tertiary education or whatever that means I entered an institution just for like sake of like clarity I was I had very strongly perceived ideas of how I thought dance was going to unfold for me and how I thought what I perceived a career to in dance to be, and I think it was a very concrete thing for me. And so then w- one thing that has been very challenging but also super empowering is that it is this kind of it, it, dance doesn't exist in this vacuumous place. It doesn't exist in isolation and dance is 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 the people that we exist with is the people we exist with and the people that we work with and not just in a institutional context or just within a dance technique class or whatever whatever that classification is and so I'm it's been really very empowering to have that experience just as you said of learning about what we do and what it actually means to do dance and Becky Hilton who taught a couple of years ago she <laughs> you know, we are the dance, we are, like, we are the art form, like, and so I just, yeah, recontextualising dance for me, I I think has been a really 
which has been really important has I think has been this shift from being engaging with dance in the way I used to versus how I do now so it's yeah as you said it's Mm. I, th- I think that kind of scared me a bit is going oh my gosh it is this it, it, it never just lands on one thing it just it keeps evolving and unfolding and kind of unlearning relearning and so I think that's very scary but very exciting at the same time yeah I mean as you know I I followed a journey that um in my career, I went through the dance schools, went to tertiary training, was lucky enough to be in company structures and be the professional dancer and then the choreographer. So I think it's really, um, and the AD, you know, and I think what I know now that I wish I could have told my younger self, I suppose, is that it you as a performer, as an artist, as a choreographer, as, you know, a human, change too with it. So I think, you know, there was always this, oh, I have to reach this, this is the goal, but the goal pop, that's always changing and that's what's so beautiful. So my, what, what I try and do is embrace everything um, rather than pigeonholing uh, what things are. Um, and I think that that's something that as I'm getting older that I try and open that in my mind even more and go, well, there's actually, I haven't, I haven't discovered that yet and I really want to see what, where, what direction that would take me and like, working with young people in the prison system or the juvenile system or working in different ways that, you know, when I was younger that, that didn't um, factor in, I suppose, whereas now that's really uh, interests me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and kind of, yeah, absolutely, and, and, and as you said, not pigeonholing, I think when I was a younger dancer, kind of, we always use these certain terms of, oh, that person's a technical dancer, that person's a performative kind of dancer, and I think, yeah, I, I found those labels very restrictive or kind of very diff- definitive and, and for me at least are very unhelpful because I think it's like what is technique what is performing what is mm. what are those what makes that person a valid version of what I classify them as and, and so I think coming into a tertiary education system I think yeah questioning those kind of definitive terms that I created for myself and are kind of often used within uh, when I was a young dancer and I think how like dance is so much more expansive that's right. than just being limited to a certain label yeah mm. And that's why, I mean, this youth dance, Australia and what we're doing in Melbourne is just so incredible is because um, all the young people that will be there are thinking about dance in broader terms, Um, that there is the performance element, there is the technical element, but there is also the voice and there's also the creative process and there's the choreographic process, but, you know, it's starting to see dance in a much broader context than, you know, often, you know, it's about performing or, or, or unfortunately winning a competition, whereas, you know, what we're trying to do is embrace the whole 
performer or embrace the whole concept of what dance can be and to be able to do that at such a young age or to be have younger dancers already thinking in this way just makes the future of dance practice (laughs) whatever that is um just so incredible because you know all of you are learning at such a um younger age about the beauty of what dance can be yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it's it's very exciting. I just have a, a quick question. Um, in terms of uh, just reading a bit about kind of your your lineage, I suppose, as a, as someone in dance, and looking at kind of your trajectory and seeing that you went over overseas for a period of your dancing like, career, and so I suppose, what was the interest of going outside of Australia, I think because we at uni are talking about, I suppose, dance in Australia in a global context and how dance and, and art has often, in Australia, is often seen as like quite isolated and limited, which I'm not, they're not like my words, but they're the kind of things that have come up, which has been quite interesting. So I suppose what was the interest of uh, going overseas and then coming back? Um, I've been back and forth quite a lot and depends on, I suppose, the different era of Katie that I was going over with. Um, so the very first time I was overseas, I went to, I mean, New York, I think, and was working with the Cunningham Foundation and Movement Research, which was improvisational based. And I was interested in, um, you know, learning Cunningham technique, which is obviously very um, strict and strong, and then working with movement research, which was more improvisational based, and this was in my 20s. Um, and then I've, I, it's, it's hard because I, um, I also went over as a Churchill Fellow. I, I received a Churchill Fellowship, and that was a different... Um, reason for going I went to different places all around the world looking at uh, dance theatre and how to make um, choreography or choreographic practice more accessible to general public audiences so by that stage I was more into the making rather than the doing so I was going for um, looking at how different companies or different independents create work to um, bring in general public audiences or make it um, make work that is accessible to, you know, everyone. Um, I hope that makes sense. So I was really looking at and working with different people and their choreographic process and um, looking at dance theatre and the use of voice and a whole range of different things. And then um, I just went overseas recently. I was... um, the Create New South Wales Mid-Career Fellow. And then I was looking at um, dance through a different, I guess, lens. Um, In that way, I was looking at creating choreographic partnerships between Australia and different countries and um, uh, exchange programs and residencies and things like that. So uh, looking at um, providing opportunities now for other artists, not just myself. So... I think every time I go over, it's for a different reason or oh, I try and I was in Taiwan and making work. or So I think that depending on the era of when I was going, 
The reason why I do it is because it's about humans. Um, we all live. I love going outside and meeting new people outside of Australia and meeting new people, and they've got different approaches and different ideas. And I don't think overseas is any better. You know, I don't think that there's oh, you have to go to Europe because it's better. I don't think that. It's more about the human or the person, and I'm wanting to just meet new people and how they look at life and their ideas on life and finding people that are like-minded and, and then going, oh, well, maybe we should work together and see how that um, pushes us in new directions or um, you have a really, really interesting approach of something and I would like to learn more from that. Um, so I'm bringing people to Australia and now artists to us from overseas to Australia and then I'm going with artists overseas. So it's a, more about exchange and learning from people than the technique or anything like that. Um, I think it's just about making our, our world, you know, smaller and in a sense just making that community richer. Mm. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, no, it's it's yeah, it's just it's just interesting. I think. Um, and as you as you said, we about we're 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 working with people, and we're working with people who happen to dance, and that's the kind of thing that we do. We're, we're people who we're people first and foremost, and then we kind of connect in uh, we're lucky to connect in the the language of dance and things and I, I also think and one thing we talk about with at uni a lot and with my friends is we're kind of often given this narrative that the dance world needs to be competitive and small in order to exist or that there is very limited it's, I don't I always just get a sense um that there's a, a limitedness in what we do and I think and in terms of, like, you know, funding and positions and roles, we're always told, you know, it's a very, it's highly competitive and you've got to be, you know, you have to be all of these list of things in order to be appealing and it can be very overwhelming and, and when you're kind of still in an institution going, fuck it, excuse me, sorry, <laughs> or it just feels very, yeah, competitive. And so it's really nice to hear that it's this, that it's not that or that it has the potential to not be this mm. yeah i think uh, that, built upon this negative yeah urgency i think that every time that um i've been overseas but also here that it's not about competition at all it's about conversation um and maybe you know in that way I would like to dispel that. I mean, dance as a career is is tricky. It is hard. There's not much money or et cetera, et cetera. But there are so many people out there that see the world in the same way that we do. And often it's just about having a conversation and from that other things spark. Um, and that's what I love is that I don't feel competitive. I don't want to feel that way. It's not It's not me as a human. I, I'm not a competitive human, I don't think. But um, I really love just being somewhere else and saying, hey, oh, wow, we've got a really similar approach to life and let's collaborate or find a way to work together um, rather than you against them sort of mentality. And I think that's what I mean about 
the world become there's so much going on in the world and you know things that you I totally disagree with um with what's happening but we can make these human connections and that makes the world a positive place I think Katty and I then spoke about the importance of diversity and integration within communities between dance and performance and seeing yourself represented within performance I love being able to work with a whole range of different people um and there's you know I guess there's a lot of different projects and different things going on that do work with diverse communities and uh, has a lot of power um and there could always be a lot more <laughs> um which I think yeah yes yeah. and, and yeah, I think um there you go <laughs> And I just think that that's, you know, what's incredible. Like we were just at the World Dance Alliance last year in Adelaide and there were young people from all around the world who came together to dance and do workshops a bit. And, you know, what we're doing this year for the World for the Youth Dance Festival. And it's about bringing those communities together to say actually those things, um, body type or whatever, are not important. What is important is the power of communication and how we all work together. Yeah, absolutely, and, and yeah, diverse communities, and as you said, like the it's not just about performing in a theatre and and that that kind of context of knowing dance. And I think for me, it always comes back like, what is dance? What like well, maybe dance isn't what I know it as to be, and it used to like in terms of like what is a valid dance and what is valid dancing and mm. and and I think having diversity and representation is huge and seeing your and and also acknowledging that we, we are diverse and, and that dance it has the potential to like we're, we're, we're diverse in our communities and our people but often I feel like the dances we see in like the festivals and well, I suppose like here in, in Melbourne and who we're seeing at certain yeah at certain festivals it's often the same kinds of people and so I think having di- yeah, yeah having diverse performances reflect have the power to represent people and that's really important in terms of people feeling validated and mm. I think that's yeah. That's I suppose like the importance to me is is having acknowledging that we are yeah we're diverse and we need to that needs to be a priority. I think rather than just perpetuating certain like Western like Eurocentric ways of dance, mm-hmm. like particularly for ballet for me, for example, mm-hmm. I think I'm really renegotiating that and what that means is like a colonial art form and kind of those very as you said like they're very hypersexualized context of the female form and going oh it's actually kind of problematic what I'm seeing and who's choreographing that and yeah it's just an interesting position I think (laughs) Mm. I mean I I love I love um the fact that you can put on a piece of music and you can be surrounded by a group of three-year-olds or two-year-olds or even younger and they all dance Regardless of yeah. anything else, they all bop and move even before they can walk and crawl. Um, and I think maybe seeing that is 
what I like coming back to as well is that and dance is that language and it, it has different um arms and there's the classical arm you know i love classical ballet i lo- used to love doing it i, I used to you know I, I do um it's not the sort of dancer i am but but there are so many different arms there is you know and i think that if we can embrace as a community all of that and say well it's all really important and there's tradition but also there's breaking of tradition which I think is important too um that as a community will be much stronger and um knowing that all of that is valid um that working in the community is valid and just as valid as working within a company structure and working in you know community with young people or working with professional dancers it's all part of the same community of dance and it all has a role to play in you know what we do um and i think that the arts you know and dance included in that is the the vehicle or the medium and it has throughout history to be the thing that pushes society forward and makes society question and makes society think and i think that if um we incorporate all those different ways of what dance is um you know across all of humanity then you know we have great power in changing people's ideas and what their mindsets are which I think is what's always my driving passion I suppose with dance is that it does have great communication power regardless of you know if it's um you know a traditionalist historical you know style or if it's you know in the dirt rolling around you know in an indigenous community that's just as it's all beautiful I love it yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of, um, as you were just saying before about the, I suppose, the role as an educator and role as someone who's um, the responsibility of being someone who, I suppose, engages with different kinds of communities and engages with young people. Um, how do you... I suppose manage that because I always I remember viewing and I remember reflecting now upon my dance teachers and going well, they you're engaging with people particularly when they're younger when people are younger it's such a formative time for people and I suppose um, just given what we were just talking about in terms of uh, gender and representation and also knowing that people are really vulnerable at that age I suppose how do you manage that. Um, and engage with being an educator and, and someone who teaches dance, I think. I think it comes down to that uh, for me is that everyone's an individual and everyone has a voice and everyone has their own strength and power and hopefully as a teacher that's what I um, bring out in people. That's what I try and do, that you can be who you need to be for yourself um not everyone's going to become a dancer but everyone's going to be working in society in some way and so dance and working in with our bodies and doing what we do has so many different skills 
that go along with it as a collaborator, as a creative thinker, as needing to be able to voice your ideas and being able to work with other people. And there's so many other skills that you learn along the way. Um, and to be really proud of who you are as a person, obviously dance, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, work as a team and it's really hard and you have to try and, you know, you've got a goal to achieve. But at the end of the day, what I try and do is impart that every person has their own power and their own voice and, and the strength and ability to say what they need to say and to be who they need to be and, and want to be. And hopefully that's going to work for them their whole lives that they've got that power within themselves i guess that's what i try and do and give people a choreographic voice um and that choreographic voice doesn't necessarily always need to be used in dance but it's that idea that their ideas can be formulated in a whole way different ways um to make to problem solve and to think about the world in a in a larger perspective than just you know within themselves I think that makes sense <laughs> yeah you yeah, know it does no it's good and on your uh, uh, looking at the catapult and flip side the flip side project and it's the the support that you have done for the, the dance community and the way that the catapult um, project like the, supports um, professional dance and, and supports emerging artists is a, is is astounding. It's very it's amazing when I was re- looking at the website and the kind of the work that that does. How um, and that it's also like the is quite specific. I'd say like that support is in terms of like the residencies and there was a, there's a real sense of a a culture within the the catapult project and a real sense of like that intent. What what is that for you? I think that's a very um, bad way of asking that question. No, no, no. Um, it's yeah, it's very amazing that kind of support and that kind of rigor and urgency almost in those residencies and the the season that you have coming up in twenty twenty, and it's hugely significant in terms of like funding and, and support for independent artists. And where where did that? How did that come about, I think? How did it come about? That was very clumsy. Um, No, it's not clumsy. It's fine. Um, So I moved to Newcastle in 2012 um, and hadn't really been here before um, in that way. And I realised that there was a major lack of contemporary dance practice here in this town. Um, Newcastle's fairly big. Um, It's the same size as Canberra. And I really wanted to try and create a hub, I suppose. It's kind of grown. I mean, we've only been there for five years. Um, Create a hub that provides artists with a chance to play. Um, I had just come from being um, the AD of Buzz and I was making quite a lot of works and and I realised that I had never in that time had the chance to just play and investigate. And so I created the Propel 
residency program primarily for mid-career at the beginning career artists to just provide a platform for them to um, collaborate with another artist from Newcastle so it's interdisciplinary um, a filmmaker or a musician or a composer or um, and just to spend three weeks playing and seeing what they could come up with that was new for their practice because often you get um, to a, you know a certain stage in your career and um, you have a style I suppose and I wanted to see if people if they had three weeks to just play and experiment where the choreographic process would take them and my only uh, at the at the beginning, um, the only thing I would say is just take a risk, go somewhere you haven't been before, um, and so that's how Propel started in 2015, and since then we have had lots of residencies, um, and so now I provide emerging artists with hunt like re- seed residencies, which are more space residency, and they receive a lot of support. But it's um, and then there's the Propel residencies, which um, provide artists with wages and presentation and marketing, whatever they need. Um, and now I've started the international regional um, collaborations where international artists are coming to Newcastle to collaborate with um, the the dancers that are living here. We've got quite a few professional artists that have now moved to Newcastle, which is great, from Sydney and people have come back from overseas. So um, there's that. And so now artists from Newcastle are going overseas to work with artists and and vice versa. Um, So it's grown really quickly and then then the Catapult Company structure, which I started... um, last year with one of my works which was really successful and so then I wanted to create a platform where mid-career artists could choreograph um, shorter works for proscenium arch because it's not often you get a chance to do that um, unless you're commissioned by a major company so I, I'm just playing with well, playing I'm just re- getting different um, choreographic experiences out there for young pe- for emerging artists and um commissions for mid-career artists to continue their practice um and the beauty is that the flip siders can then um work with all these young all these artists that come through which is just great yeah it's i was very inspired when i was looking at the program this is so exciting and it and as you said it's you it like a kind of niche support system that's quite it felt we don't really have something like that kind of down here we do in different ways but just as you said that kind of hub hub like existence and that kind of coming together and that exchange and that risk taking which i think is really exciting when and and where shifts begin and and how that kind of has a ricochet effect on a community and also that kind of self-perpetuatingness of it and kind of how that that generosity and that kind of yeah that that feeds one another and I think that's really exciting yeah I think I think too I mean as a as an artist that you're constantly growing and changing and needing shifts and having other people sort of show you different ways of working or um and and the I don't know if you saw the videos on the website, but the works have just all been extraordinary that have been made um, at Catapult or and have seeded some ideas that have grown into much bigger works. And I'm always just so surprised and um, 
excited and invigorated by the incredible work that happens when the artists are given three weeks in the space. We've got um, Tara Samaya and Pippa Samaya collaborating with fashion designers, High Tea with Mrs Wu coming up and Gabrielle. And then Cavell's coming to create a work with a photographer and Christina Chan is um, collaborating with an amazing female artist called Lottie Consalvo and they're taking over, we're taking over the whole top floor of the Newcastle Art Gallery and there's going to be four different works. And, and things like that just, I mean, it, it amazes me that, um, you know, Newcastle now has got you know, this incredible arts practice happening with the most amazing artists that are coming. I mean, it's incredible. And I'm always thankful to the artists that um, are coming and working and just being as generous as they can too. Um, and hopefully it's a um, reciprocal relationship where I'm providing them with this um, avenue or forum to create work, but they're also providing me with incredible work as well and you know it makes me grow as an artist as well so I'm always extremely grateful to everyone that comes and and to the young artists as well like the flip side project and the flip siders as I call them they they teach me so much and you know that as you know someone who's a mid-career artist or is always constantly evolving from what other people feed feed me I guess and, I, and that's really exciting. Yeah, and um, on your kind of, in terms of like them inspiring you and you as a as a choreographer and as a director, um, what what when you become inspired to create a, a work or there's kind of this inkling of sorts, what what's that? How do you approach that and how do you run with that in terms of a choreographer? Yeah, that's cha- it, That's a good question. It's changed for me a lot over my life and I think it just depends on, you know, where I'm at my stage. But when I, I remember when I was an independent um, artist in my 20s or early 30s that I would have and it, I would have to get this idea out and, um, and it would grow in me. I think now that I'm running Catapult and um, I'm a mum and, you know, I have my... My attention is, is is sort of pulled in different directions, but I like making work that grows inside me. I suppose I always um, have an idea or a seed that stems from something that I'm experiencing. For example, like grappling for the edge was a work that I made in New York, and it was you know just looking around and people were just holding on. You know, it was just everyone was just, just looked like they were holding on to keeping it all together. Or um, Look the Other Way, which was a work that um, was about, you know, new arrivals in Australia and the refugee crisis. And I just couldn't believe that in Australia we were doing what we were doing and are still doing. Um, So I think it has to be an idea that's really important to me or resonates with me. So um, the work That Place in Between that I made last year was about being in that place in between and not knowing what to do to go forward like do you stay where you are do you push down a wall or how do you get to the next stage how do you break through your own barriers um so they're universal ideas I suppose but they they are things that start to I can't stop thinking about them and that's usually where it starts and 
I, I mean, now I don't... I'm going to make a work, but not for another couple of years because I have an idea, but I, I just need it to grow more before I embark on it. And I guess for me now, it's it's a lot of a longer process to seed the idea and get it to um, final stage. But everyone's choreographic process begins with, I'm sure, and any artist is that something's just starting to um, put you on edge or... Um, you just can't stop thinking about it. Um, and then from there it yeah, grows. Yeah, kind of. Mm, you know, and... It's, yeah, go. Sorry. I don't know. I was just... Um, it's... it's um, <laughs> it does, is, it, is, it, is there a sort of cathartic therapeutic nature about being able to kind of actualize these internal kind of this internal dialogue that you experience i guess i guess so i mean it brings it i mean not of all not all of it is purely like personal um it's just something that i i question um i mean obviously personal in the sense that it's affecting me but i think through the choreographic like when you've got dancers in a space and you're in the studio and you're talking about all the different arms and legs that um you know as in um different directions that a topic can go or and taking different pathways and thinking about um ideas from different people's perspectives and through the improvisation and through the tasking um the idea has it almost takes over for a little while you know like a it has its own trajectory and then as a director you pull it back into whatever it is that you know you're trying to get across so I, i mean it's cathartic but also in a sense but it also grows much bigger than where you originally started um and i don't think it ever has a full stop and a lot of the things i I question, I suppose, are still, you know, going on, but it, it, it's just something I need to, I need to talk about at that moment. Um, and you never, I feel, for me, I never feel like I complete a work. I, I mean, a work goes on stage or a work is presented or... But you could always go back and grow it because that's still happening. Um, but there is a time when you have to say, OK, it's time to move on. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I think it grows. I don't think yeah, it ever yeah. stops. Um, and I don't know if it's cathartic in the sense that I feel like I get it all out of my system. It's just, you know, it's like gaining more research and learning more about it and um, becoming even more aware of the things that are within that question um, is what happens in the rehearsal studio. And often I'll do you know, obviously funding and things allowing, but I do a creative development on an idea and then let it rest and then come back to it later when I'm in a different point of my life um, and see how that's affected, how it affects what the original... I, I try and do that with most of my works if I've got the chance. Mm. Mm, mm. As you said, it's, it's, it's infinite. That's like right. It's, it's just this multiplicit expansiveness that just it's and I suppose like that, that's life it's so, like same as right. life kind of thing it's mm. it's this and then as you say like you can pick something up and then you put it down and you re-pick it up and you go oh, actually I don't I disagree or I agree or I yeah I've changed. Now, so I suppose it's this 
Mm. Yeah. And I think I, I really like to do that, I mean, with works when I have the chance. Obviously, that's quite luxurious to have a creative development and then a second development and then, you know, um, working in that way. But for me, I feel like that's the best approach because that way I can sit back and go, actually, what is it I'm trying to say or or how do I approach this from a different way or maybe my life moves on and changes and then how does that affect what's going on as well as the performers. I mean, I don't... Sometimes even more important than where you started off, you know, and I think um, having those sort of voices in the studio or having those voices through performance is just, you know, where the piece actually gets life. Um, is from actually how lots of different voices I like to sort of think about it. Yeah, yeah. Things mull and prove and digest almost and re-emerge. I'm so sorry. (laughs) What do you want, Eddie? Hello? (laughs) Oh, he's just... He's a little westy, a white... Oh, cute. ...going... Well, excuse me. I know. Um, I think he's okay. But, I mean, I love collaborating and I think that Catapult is about collaboration and the work that I do is about collaborating with different people. It's never about um, my ideas being the ideas. It's about, um, and I think um, most people work this way, is that um, the beauty of what we do is creating collages of lots of other people lots of ideas you know lots of points of view and and um a shared voice about something mm. Mm. Uh, yeah i recently read in um i think that it was a contact quarterly essay is that dance is um it was really interesting it was um dance is like the interwining of multiplicit authorships it's yeah. never this hierarchical like existence, like obviously someone has to make some decisions and that I suppose in itself creates a slight hierarchy, but I suppose it's just, a, yeah, multiplicit authorships and people authorising and mm. having agency collaboration. Right. I just thought it was a really nice way of mm. kind of in what we do. Yeah, and that goes back to the, um, the initial question you asked about what, you know, going to Whopper did for me, and that's what it did. Um, I come from a environment where it was these; these are the steps to a certain point. You know, like this is how you do it. This is the way. And then to realise that the um, the voices and the collaboration and um, all that level of working is what inspires me and what makes what we do so great mm. yeah absolutely um, I'm a couple more questions but um, what at the moment is inspiring you in dance I suppose what's getting you excited about dance at the moment or a creative practice or a conversation even you've had at the studio I suppose yeah what's, what's exciting you and returning you to dance at the moment um, wow. Uh, I'm so lucky, I think, um, in Catapult. Not lucky as in I haven't worked hard, but what we've created is that I'm providing these amazing platforms for artists to create um, and get paid for that creation, which is even better. So um, 
you know, Christina Chan, I just was commissioned to do this incredible work at the Newcastle Art Gallery called Crawling Through Mud, um, where I was created a commission between the Newcastle Art Gallery, myself and Christina. And um, things like that is what's inspiring me, are the amazing partnerships and collaborations that I have been able to set up recently with artists creating work in the galleries and creating work in really different formats. Um, You know, the partnership I have with the Civic Theatre in Newcastle where I can, you know, put on the Mixed Bill event where I've got four amazing choreographers creating work on dancers. Um, And I've just... I was on a career fellowship last year where I met all these incredible artists from Israel and Sweden and and then we've set up all these exchanges, I mean, funding dependent. But that's what's inspiring me at the moment is the, the fact that things can happen. I don't know, they're just... Through conversations and people being passionate together about an idea and going, yes, let's make this happen. Let's let's do this. Let's let's create work and provide a forum for dance to be presented um, is really exciting for me. Yeah, and oh, it's not it's not so much you know you know a certain style or um, a certain idea. It's it's about providing the platforms for artists to create what they want to create and be presented in a range of different settings and mediums. And you know the the gallery show that I have coming up with Christina and Gabrielle and. Tyre and Pippa. Oh, it's just, I mean, I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> um, to, they start working in the studio in the next couple of weeks. They have their residencies or, um, you know, an exchange I've just set up with the Hong Kong Choreography Festival where an artist is coming from Hong Kong and another one from Dance 4 in the UK and a catapult artist are collaborating for three weeks and then they head off to Hong Kong for three weeks and you know, things like that is just really inspirational to me that these things are happening um yeah and happening in newcastle (laughs) so it's very exciting (laughs) well um and i suppose a final question is in terms of encapsulating some advice for youth dance what would i suppose what would that be for you in, in terms of Obviously, there's so many things you can say to youth dance, but what's something that is kind of recurrent at the moment in your, potentially your youth practice is, um, what's something that comes up for you in terms of imparting advice for some youth dancers? I I think it's what we were discussing before is that dance is such a broad spectrum of different ways of doing things and um you know everybody comes and they've got their own way of moving and their own way of thinking and their own way of doing things and there is a place for everybody there is a place for everyone's creativity and there's a place for everyone's ideas and it's not necessarily how high you can kick your leg um for youth dance it's about um so much more than that and i think that that's a really important message that 
if if you are passionate about dance and you're p- passionate about this is what you want to do, then you will find your place. Even even though the journey is sometimes very hard, um, there are so many avenues out there to express what you need to express or say what you need to say. And youth dance is an incredible uh, opportunity to start that journey. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. And also, the, I mean, this incredible forum or festival that's about to happen is that how many young people are going to meet one another and you're going to meet people from all around the globe and from my experience most opportunities that have come my way have not been through audition process or have not been through um, those channels but have been through connection they've been through meeting someone Um, they've been through uh, having a great conversation or having an, a dance with someone and then from there then sparks the relationship to work together or to um, create together and you guys are starting this network or networking or these relationships already you know and I think that that's just so precious um, that your global community is already expanding um, through this event and I think you know that's just such an it's such an amazing opportunity an opportunity for us too as leaders that we get to meet other people who are working in a similar fashion to us like we're about to collaborate with Rutherford um, from Birmingham and they're coming to collaborate with the Flipsiders for a whole week um, and those, those, those connections are just amazing um, and I think that that's that's the most important aspect of it is the communication and and working with different people and building your own skills in that way, regardless if you're going to end up in dance or any other forum. These are skills that will stay with you for life. Yeah, yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. And as I think we've like been coming back to today is that, you know, we're people doing dance who talk, who engage with other people and it's not this other thing. It's like, it's, it's kind of a bit more real than that. It's a bit more, yeah, it's a bit, it's more, it's human. It's like, it's very, very human, these things that we do. And it's very, as you said, very precious and very mm. poignant what we do and how we do it and, the way we do it, and it's yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting, and, and um, yeah, the body, the body is an incredible vehicle for expression, and more so than the voice. And I think that that if you can communicate with another human using body in space, I mean, the I don't know, yeah, it's endless what you can achieve. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And I thought, and just one one last question is um, obviously this is what we do is is a lot. It's it's really challenging and really over like it can be a very whirlwind environment that we exist within. And often, you know, when we're performing, there's a certain level of needing to present in a certain way and when you're with young people you have to present in a certain way and that can be quite exhausting that kind of performative thing that we do and um how do you how do you stay grounded and i spend 
connected with yourself throughout this? Throughout the festival? Or or just Um, life in general? uh, (laughs) Just as... Uh, not with the festival, but I suppose like as a, as a, a dancer and, and and a teacher and, and being like grounded, I think that's one thing we're really focusing on at the moment in, at uni is, is staying present and yeah, yeah. How, do you, how do you, I suppose, do that? I think you've just got to remember to breathe. <laughs> um, I think the kids <laughs> hear me say that all the time. Don't forget to breathe. You've got to breathe. Um, yeah. Oh, and I have to say it to myself, obviously, um, all the time too. I mean, when you're running organisations or you've got lots on or is that you just have to actually remember where to to breathe and to roll down <laughs> and to have a spinal roll. Um, yeah, I mean, it is hard to stay grounded. I think that that is, I think that happens a lot is that it is hard to stay grounded. And, you know, I, I think just remembering to breathe... I mean, for me, as a on a personal level, I like to think about life outside of um, what I'm currently doing and going. How to how, what are other people's lives look like right now? You know, this is this is a privileged position that I'm currently in. But um, yeah, I think just to remember to breathe and feel your feet on the ground and on the earth is a pretty important element. <laughs> yeah. I agree. That is very. I, I yes, I agree. It's very important because it, you just get so kind of overwhelmed, and particularly when you're performing, it can be very. You're working with a lot of different emotional kind of cues and adrenaline and things. So I think yes, breathing. Yeah, is very important. Just <laughs> take a big deep breath. Yeah, it's gonna be all right. And you know. Yeah, exactly. This. I mean, the beauty, I mean, it's about showing everybody what we do, you know, like this is what we do. It's not, I mean, it's not something to be frightened of or performing. Performing is just about sharing. And, and, um, you know, I always say to the young people that I work with that it doesn't matter if you make a mistake because life is about making mistakes and then working to be better you know like a mistake is a fleeting moment and what is a mistake anyway you know like don't get caught up on the small things like that um mistakes happen or things happen but it's about how you move on from that yeah i'm a lesson i'm still trying to learn you know and i think that i'll be learning for the rest of my life which is you know great makes you better yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can't. Yeah, and... and... Hmm. I don't know if that answered your question at all, but... It's kind of... Yeah. Energy, I think that we're all going to... That we're all cultivating together and reminding ourselves the importance of that and... Hmm. And why we do what we do. That's and right. It's, it's very exciting. Oh, Kenny, thank you so much. These are all of, they're all my questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we've been talking for a while. Yeah, we have. It's nearly four. Wow. Um, well, I hope that yeah, I, 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 I answered some of them. <laughs> no, you answered all of them. I'm just, I'm very overwhelmed at the moment. Just like everyone talking about it, it's, 
very exciting. And thank you so much for your generosity and taking the time to talk with me about this. It's been really, it's really exciting and the way we're all going to meet with one another and, and as we've just been talking about um, over this interview, it's like, yeah, connecting with people and that's the importance and that's the thing that we do. Thanks for listening to this episode. I am Poroshka Voile, one of the Youth Ambassadors, and I also interviewed Apana Nagesh. You can find out more about the AYDF online. Episode notes for this episode are at delvingintodance.com. You can also find both Delving Into Dance and Dance Victoria on Twitter and Facebook. You can subscribe for more podcasts, episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other podcast platforms. You can find many podcast episodes on the archive. Some of my favourites include Joy Lloyd and Rita Heppy, Daniel Jaber and Harper Waiters. Thank you so much for listening and keep dancing.